What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the fact that we are just a little over two weeks away from the Chicago Bulls' first preseason game. Training camp's open soon. We're going to talk about some of the biggest questions surrounding the Chicago Bulls and ones that we hope to get answers for early into the season. We're going to talk about all that and some more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So it, it's it's a different, the air changes, right? The, the atmosphere changes. If you're a real Chicago Bulls fan, as you get closer and closer to the start of the season, things just start changing. You get a little bit more antsy. At least maybe I'm just talking about myself. Uh, I get a little bit more antsy. I just can't wait to see what the actual brand of basketball is going to look like for the Chicago Bulls. And the Bulls are a team that have a lot of questions surrounding them. Questions about players, questions about the franchise, questions about the direction, questions about just how good this team is actually going to be next season. We're going to talk about some of those questions on today's episode. And the first question, one of the biggest questions surrounding the Chicago Bulls, and it's been a question since even before the, the, the postseason started last season, and that is the health around Lonzo Ball. Do we get an answer in, with training camp, preseason? Do we get a more clear picture on when Lonzo Ball is going to be healthy? It's really hard to predict the Bulls season, not knowing in which a, a such an important piece in Lonzo Ball is not going to be ready to go. Now, you know, when Lonzo Ball was on the court, we already know he was everything that he was advertised and the Chicago Bulls needed him to be. We know the difference that the team, the way that the, the team played different just with Lonzo on the court and Alice Caruso as well. So that's one of the biggest questions that we're going to start off this season with with the Chicago Bulls is just when is Lonzo going to be ready to go? We already are, are know that it's doubtful he's going to be ready to go by the start of the season. But when is he going to be ready to go? When can we expect to have our starting point guard back? Now, how does that change the dynamic of the season? But with that question that remains as well, how is Io DeSumo going to perform? Again, the, at least I have him predicted to be the um, the the starting point guard over Gorn, over Io DeSumo, I mean, over uh, Alice Caruso. So how is Io DeSumo going to perform? Is he going to have a sophomore slump, right? Is he going to, the, the offseason workouts that he have, is, is, it, is it going to have him jumping out ready? Does he show that he's unquestionably a starting level point guard in this upcoming season, those are some of those are definitely questions surrounding the Chicago Bulls as well. But outside of injuries, right? We we in health overall, can the Chicago Bulls stay primarily healthy throughout the course of the season? Yes, we know we're starting off the season without Lonzo Ball. We had freak injuries to, to Alice Caruso, uh, even uh, Javante Green at one point, Derrick Jones Jr., uh, Zach Levine and his knee issues going on. What is going to be the health? Of the Chicago Bulls, can they maintain a healthy season for the most part? Again, there's always going to be dings and stuff like that where players miss certain games, a one-off game or a couple game stretch for rest or whatever else. We know that's going to happen over the course of the season, but can they stay primarily healthy for the most part throughout the season and going into the playoffs? Now, one of the biggest other questions, and this is something that we've been covering so far. How does Zach Levine respond to now being a max level player? He's getting paid handsomely now. Over $200 million contract, the largest contract in Chicago Bulls history, was given to Zach Levine. Now, let me not just say it was given. It was earned by Zach Levine. But now, that he, how, when he, the, him having that contract, how does it work out? Like, how, do, how does he continue to extend, extend and expand his game now that he's a max-level player? We've already heard that he takes the fact that he is now a max-level player. He doesn't take that lightly. He takes it as knowing that he has to come in and can, can continually live up to the terms of that contract. 
Does Zach Levine take another step up? And then how does that go with the Chicago Bulls season? Now, another one as well when we're talking about questions for this team. Patrick Williams. He missed primarily his whole second season. Some people are giving him credit for that. Some people, some Bulls fans are tired of waiting on potential. What do we actually get from Patrick Williams in this upcoming season? In his third season, do we see a third season leap from Patrick Williams to really help extend the Chicago Bulls? When we talk about the Bulls, we know that they were betting on continuity. One of the things when you do bet on continuity is you do hope from development and progression within your own roster. You're not looking for an outside person to come in and do that. So do. I already talked about Io, uh, Io DeSumo. Does Patrick Williams have a big third season for the Chicago Bulls, one in which a lot of the questions surrounding him, questions surrounding what he turns into, does that picture start looking, start start formulating, formulating, is that even a word? <laughs> does does, the, does the, the picture start formalizing a little bit more for Patrick Williams, solidifying, that's the word I'm looking for, does the picture start solidifying more around Patrick Williams No, so we know what type of player he's going to develop into. We know tons of potential surrounding Patrick Williams. The potential has been there since the beginning. We all know that that story's been written, but we need to start seeing that that potential come to fruition a little bit. Do we need to see the final version of Patrick Williams in his third season? No. Anybody who says that is, is, is rushing things, but we do need to see development from Patrick Williams and him to take maybe not a leap, but at least a step up in the season in, in the way the coaching staff uses him and the way that he doesn't shy away from certain shots and his aggressiveness and just us having more of a solid picture on what the direction of Patrick Williams' development is. We didn't really get to see it last season. We got to see flashes of it. His rookie year, we've already talked about. I had a whole episode talking about how the fact that Patrick Williams has only had in his short NBA season, 88 regular season games played, he's av- and he's only gotten 15 games of double-digit shot attempts. And in that, he's averaged 18.7 points per game when he does get uh, double-digit shot attempts. Not expecting necessarily that type of jump or that 18.7 to become his season this season, but I think we do need to see a season of Patrick Williams jumping up to a degree. And let's just see and start seeing that picture come together a little bit more for Patrick Williams and the type of player that he's going to be and turn out to. Another question on this team, can DeMar do it again? And even if he, and if he can't do it again, how, how much does DeMar DeRozan give us next season? How much does he need to give us? Does he still need to be the late game heroics guy? Does he still need to be the king of the fourth? Are the Bulls going to be better equipped overall for out their roster scoring more, more spread out? But does DeMar do it again? Can he repeat? Can he continue to have the 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 effectiveness that he had last season? Can he continue to to give us the efficiency that he gave us last season? If DeMar DeRozan, regardless of the point output, if he can be as efficient as he was last season, that's going to be a great tool for the Chicago Bulls and be something that we can bet on day in and day out. Now, another big question around this team is, does the bet on continuity pay off? We know that we only had two acquisitions come into the team. Well, three if you're counting Dale and Terry, but outside of that, it was Goran Dragic, it was Andre Drummond. Does the bet on continuity pay off early in the season? And if it does not pay off early in the season, do the Bulls look to make a move at the trade deadline to to bring in a little bit more energy into this team? That's a huge question surrounding this team is does that continuity bet pay off? Because there are a lot of Bulls fans that think the Bulls shouldn't have bet on continuity. There are a lot of Bulls fans that think that the Bulls should have gone out and done it. I was on that. I was sitting here. I thought that they were going to do more. But with that being said, does that bet on continuity pay off in a meaningful way? Not just staying the same. Does it pay off in a meaningful way? We have to see that. We have to see progression from within. The coaching staff get a little bit better in how they utilize players. The players spending another year together. Does that pay off? And the player that that could pay off the most for 
it leads us into our next question leading to the season is Nikola Vucevic. Does Nikola Vucevic have a bounce back year? And by that, I don't mean being a 20 and 10 player again. Being the third option on the team and maybe even the fourth option, depending on leaps from other players, Lonzo, Patrick Williams, whatever else. But does Nikola Vucevic become a more efficient player? Does he bounce back in that way? Do we see some of the missed shots, some of the, the, the settling for outside jumpers? Do we see that go away? Does Nikola Vucevic become a more consistent, efficient player for the Chicago Bulls? I have already been very vocal at the fact that I'm not as down on Nikola Vucevic as some Bulls fans are. But it would be remiss or me lying if I didn't say that I can't see how Nikola Vucevic becoming a more efficient player, Nikola Vucevic becoming a not, or not settling for that outside shot, being more of a present down low, working from the inside out. Do we see a bounce back here from Nikola Vucevic in that sense? And then if we do see that, what's the type of impact that Nikola Vucevic has on this team, playing improved, shooting a little bit better percentages, being utilized some, somewhat better in the offense? One of the things that, I've also, that I'm always going to say is that there were times where Vuce was cooking. And then we did not go back to him. The coaching staff did not go back to him in the second half. Do we see improvement from the coaching overall? Do we see improvement from Nikola Vucevic as a player? And with that being said, talking about coaching, I have to put Billy Donovan on that list as well. What improvements do we see from Billy Donovan as well? There were times, defensive calls. We, we talked about how the drop coverage doesn't work here so, uh, with Nikola Vucevic. Does he put his players in a better position? Does he utilize, change the offense and defense enough to get a little bit more out of the players than what we got at certain times last season. We saw players like Kobe White, players like Patrick Williams, play like becoming just jump shooters when they have more than that to their game. Do we see a better and more fluid type offense than just the iso ball that so many Bulls fans have come out against? Now, I just mentioned Kobe White. Kobe White is also one of those players that you have to have a big question mark around. What is the future of Kobe White with the Chicago Bulls? And if there is not a future, what does what does moving Kobe White look like? Again. Kobe White still has tons of potential. I've talked about it. His averages off the bench are great. It needs to be con more consistent from Kobe White. Does Kobe White turn into a more consistent player? Does Kobe White turn into that ro bench role player that we need him and want him to be when you're looking at the Bulls being 29th in the NBA in bench scoring last season? Kobe White could potentially change a better player overall, but Kobe White could potentially have a big part in changing that if he can be a much more consistent player. What is that future for Kobe White? The new acquisitions on the team, do they pay off? That is our next question. Does the acquisitions of Goran Dragic, Andre Drummond, do they actually pay off for the Chicago Bulls again in a meaningful way? Andre Drummond looks to be an improvement over anything that we had being our backup center last season. Now, all that's on paper. And I've, and I've said before, with Cleveland, with Atlanta, I talk about how things on paper don't always may not always work right. So I have to hold that to our team as well. But does Andre Drummond, pay off for us in a meaningful way. And Goran Dragic, whatever role that he is, that he does play in, I don't think he's going to get that many minutes on this team when everybody's healthy. But when the, the minutes that he does get, we've seen him ball over in in Euro in Euro League, Euro basket. We've seen him ball almost all summer. Does he come in and play a good role for the Chicago Bulls being that veteran off the bench? And speaking of that bench, our next question, what does the bench give us next season? Hopefully with more defined roles, the players not playing out of position so much um, next season, does the bench take a step up? Are they actually going to play better than the 29th ranked bench in the NBA? We need to see that from this team, especially when you look at our schedule, especially when you look at the number of back-to-backs, especially when you look at the things that we've talked about, how the Bulls don't have the rest advantage more times than not in their games this season. The bench could be really what this team pins on. Now, I would assume it was probably going to be a starter to start the season. But once he does move back to that bench, if Lonzo is out, 
for an extended period of time or he comes back early and, and Io is able to go back to the bench. What does Io, Alex Caruso, uh, Javante Green, Derek Jones Jr., uh, uh, Goran Dragic, uh, Andre Drummond, what do they actually give us in minutes and production from the bench? Is the bench improved from last season in the way that they play, hopefully by playing their, their more natural roles? And then talking about roles, we got to go to Javante Green as well. What is, what's going to be Javante Green's role now that he is not the starting power forward and playing undersized? Does he give us a little bit more off the bench? Javante Green has the potential to be a nice two-way player for us coming off the bench when you look at the intensity that he gives defensively, the effort that he gives offensively, even if his shot isn't falling. What is Javante Green's role on this team as well? And talking about roles, that leads us again to our next question. Marco Simonovic. This Bulls front office gave Marco Simonovic the three-year deal that they probably should have given Io and were paying for that. Coming up in the next offseason, having to extend Io DeSumo already early. Is Marco Simonovic ready for NBA minutes this season to have a role on this team? We know that the defense is still coming along. He may never be a plus defender, as I've said, for months at this point. But does Marco Simonovic, is he now prepared to give us, is that offense off the bench? When we talk about the Bulls' offense, bench offense being ranked low, you look at a player like Marco Simonovic, who has all the offensive tools in the shed that you would want from a modern day big man. Does he is he able to give us that at a consistent basis on the NBA level? I don't care the minutes. I don't care if that comes at six, eight, 10, 11, 12 minutes per game. I don't care what the minutes are per se. But does he earn a role in those minutes that he does get? If he does earn that role, is he productive? Does he give us a little bit more when you talk about the Bulls, for all of us, wanted to see a stretch four sometimes, a shooter coming off that maybe can play the three and I wanted a three and the four. But Marco Simonovic is more of a four and five. But can Marco's shooting, can his scoring translate to help the Chicago Bulls bench a little bit more? Now, one of the other questions that I don't know if it's going to be answered right away for the Chicago Bulls, but our rookie in, in Dalen Terry, what is his role this season? Does he have an IO-like production and, 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 and increase over the course of the season where his defense initially gets him on the court and then we continue to see more and more as his game works out. What does the Rook give us next season? Because I tell you what, while it doesn't project for him to give us a lot of minutes, I said the same thing about Ayo Dusumu last season and look at what Ayo's role. Ayo was able to get on the court early because of his defense and because of his intelligence. And then we just saw his game continue to grow over the course of the season to the point where when Lonzo Ball went down, Io DeSumo was ready to be that starting point guard. And he did hit a wall, right? And Dalen Terry will probably will at some point too. But what does the Rook give us in his rookie season? And then outside of just players, overall, this team, do we play more consistent? Do we play better against the marquee matchups on this team? Do we perform better on national TV? But against the better teams in the NBA, is this team ready to actually stand up, right? Not to, not to, to use the meme or whatever, but is this team ready to perform against the marquee matchups and the better teams in the NBA this season. We can't have another falloff like we did this season. Are the Bulls ready to have a better record against winning teams? But also, are they able to maintain that intensity level throughout the whole season? We had a monumental falloff after the All-Star break last season. Are the Bulls able? Do they have enough in the tank to prove that? And then the very last question surrounding the Chicago Bulls team heading into next season, how do they perform in the playoff? How do they perform in the playoff? You know, a first round exit, depending on how the season goes, 
a second round exit, but how do they perform in those matchups? Do they push a team to seven games instead of just five in the upcoming season? Like, what do the Bulls do? How are they ready to perform in 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 the playoffs next season? And what is that total success? What does success look like for this season? Those are some of the biggest questions, at least for me, surrounding the Chicago Bulls heading into the 2022-23 season. Let me know some other questions you have down below. I, I didn't mention much about Alice Crusoe because I think Alice Crusoe is what it is at this point. I didn't talk about any postseason awards because I don't really like to do that. I want to see this team actually play. Not worried about awards right now. I'm worried about wins. And I guess that is. Maybe that should be the last question. How many wins does the Chicago Bulls team get next season? Where do they sit in the pack heading into the playoffs? Are they uh, in the playoff team? Are they, are they going to be in the play-in tournament? Are they able to, to skip the play-in tournament like they were last season? Those are some of the biggest questions surrounding the Chicago Bulls. Didn't mention Tony Bradley as well. We'll see what that is. Do the Bulls make a move by the trade deadline? I think I did mention that over the course of the show. But that is it for today's episode. Like I said, let me know any questions you guys have down below. If you want to answer any of these questions, make sure you send in uh, stuff for the mailbag episodes, which drop on Saturdays. That's tomorrow. We'll tell you how you can get those mailbag questions or comments into us. But make sure you sound off down below as well. But that is it. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.